welcome to March 5 Music Podcast. My next guest, entrepreneur, author, will talk her new book, The Woman Tells. Please give it up for Carla Davis Luster. All right, I would like to welcome Carla Davis Luster. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, man. Man, I don't Thank know. You. I don't know if they're ready for this one. I don't know. <laughs> I so do, let's hope so. I do not know because I'm telling you, this is a good one here. I I, I know you're from Chi Town, um, from yes. Chicago. For those who don't know yes. where Chi Town is, um, what was it like growing up in in Chicago? Actually, you know, uh, Chicago tend to get, you know, all of these different uh, forms of reputation and right. everything. But I got to say, growing up in Chicago was was great. I, I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. You know, it had its uh, pros and its cons, obviously. Sure. But it was um, it was a great experience for me. I feel like uh, growing up in Chicago with the different things that you get to experience, it helped to shape who I am today. So I'm, I'm very happy. Uh, I grew up on the south side of Chicago. Uh-oh. I went to schools on the south side. The only time that I actually uh, left Chicago was to attend college. I went to, um, for my undergrad, I went to North Central, which was in Minneapolis, Minnesota. You know, I left, you know, did the college day and come home over the summer, et cetera. But um, everything else has been pretty much in Chicago and uh, I'm I'm happy with it. (laughs) Midwestern girl. I ain't mad at you. Woo, I got the, woo, I got the... (laughs) Man, oh man, oh man, this is this is good. I, all I can say, this is if anybody's listening, uh, if you ain't listening, you need to listen when this is all said and done because this lady is is breaking it down. That's all I can tell you. So now <laughs> I want to start with um, as a multitasker. You know, you multitask. You're an entrepreneur. I know you have a fashion line. I'd love for you to talk about that and tell me what's going on with the fashion line. Okay. Yes, my fashion line, it's uh, called the KKZT Collection. I mm-hmm. am in collaboration with my children, uh, my daughter and my son. I have wow. um, two biological children and I have uh, three stepchildren. Okay. Uh, with that being said, uh, we I've always wanted to be a fashion designer. I've like styled people over the years, you know, just doing it because I, I had a flair and I had a love for it and people knew that. However, this past year, I had the opportunity uh, during 2020 to attend Parsons uh, online college or course to get my certificate in styling and design. And so I was very happy with that. I, you know, that is one of the if I've not accomplished anything else, that was one thing that is very I'm very passionate about it and was dear to my heart that I was able to do it. However, my line is kind of an urban line. We uh, do uh, caps. We do T-shirts. We do um jumpsuits we it's not limited to what we will do but that's what we've started off with we have okay. uh, jackets um i have a um we had i said t-shirts already we have uh scarves uh, so it's, it's kind of a variety of things and it's more of the urban type feel but it's not limited to you know when you mention urban most people think that it's just for the millennials or right. younger people um some of the styles i had some of my my friends actually order it one of one of my friends that ordered it she's over 50 and okay. I, she wore it and she rocked it uh-huh. <laughs> almost better than some of the millennials i saw and i was like <laughs> okay so you know right. hey thank you you know so it is a line it's very fun it's very uh fashion forward and and 
hopefully it'll grow, continue to great, grow. Great. Now, do you work with like, say, uh, if someone comes to you with a logo, do you work with an uh, independent person or is it strictly your line, your logo, your information, your equipment? This is what we're doing and you're just moving forward. Well, I will say uh, the logo was designed by my son. Um, okay. So pretty much is all in house. As far as uh, how we're going to do things, the the fashion is kind of a collaboration, but I they, they lean more towards me for the fashion piece, you know, to put my touches on it. Right. Uh, the overalls you'll see if you go on, on uh, my website for it, it's shopcarlescloset.com. Uh, you'll see my daughter and my son out there wearing a lot of the apparel. Wow. And it's more, you know, urban. You got the jacket with the fur, you right. know, so. But most of that was my input, putting it on there. As far as the, you know, the uh, sewing together, putting it together, I do right. work with actual designers that sew because i'm not a i don't sew i just right. create and say this is what i need to so see. you got a little assembly line going on <laughs> a little assembly line <laughs> that's good i mean that, i commend you for that that's a really good thing i mean having your own and that's really what it's all about in this day and age especially during the pandemic is really trying to figure out what you want to do with yourself and just kind of like going for it. you got to take a chance you got to jump you got to jump off the, the sidewalk you know what Have i mean to. yeah yes yeah now let's go to um think tank for small business owners to network and collaborate what is that all about i've been i've well, been watching i've been watching <laughs> you really right off hey, of me hey, okay hey, so. hey, <laughs> hey i ain't in shy town but i'm here <laughs> yes yes you can come anytime we'd love to have you and your wife Great, greatly appreciate um, that we uh the uh building a circle of friends is what it's called it is a an organization for entrepreneurs, professionals, whomever that actually wants mm -hmm. to join in it. What it is, it started with, I own a UPS store, and it started with me wanting to say thank you to my mailbox holders. I have mm. uh, over a hundred and something mailbox holders, and most of them are professionals. They have some kind of, mm -hmm. you know, they're either an entrepreneur or professional, or they're doing something. So I said, you know, this would be a great idea to say thank you and get them all together in the same room, and they can interact with each other, learn what each other's do. You may be able to, this one may be able to help that one, you know? So I said, you know, let's, let's, let's give a party from that party. It was, you know, everyone enjoyed it so much. And uh, we did what you call speed networking. You know how you do the speed dating. Sure. We said every three minutes we needed you to uh, interact with someone different. If you came with someone, we don't want you, you know, you can talk to them, but we want you to interact with people you don't know. Okay. Interchange information, tell what you do. And then somehow maybe somebody's got a piece of the puzzle that you need and you may have the piece that they need. And a lot of people did get business out of that. They made contacts, friends, and they said, well, you need to keep this going. So I've been doing it ever since. And we added a uh, scholarship portion to accommodate people that's trying to, you know, get their life together and move Very forward. Nice. Yeah. The scholarship is for undergrad as well as a master, someone looking to get their master's or looking to get their Ph.D. I didn't want to yeah. limit it to undergrad because everybody, you know, there are a lot of scholarships out there for that. Right. And it's it's gone well. We've been able to give away two a year, a thousand dollars a piece. Wow. And mm -hmm. um, it's moving on. Um, it's moving forward. I've had sponsors to, you know, like step in different businesses and say, I want to pay it for this year. I'm like, okay. Wow. Wow. That's <laughs> so, pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, I like how, I like is. how you slipped in there. I own a UPS store. I love it. <laughs> uh, let, let's talk about, I didn't even know about You see, I tried, I tried, but you know, um, how did you acquire a UPS store and what, what goes into opening or purchasing into a UPS store? I think uh, purchasing any business that's a franchise is um, is kind of a process, but 
you're following the uh, layout of what that company has set forth for you. So it's, right. they do have a model. So it's not a, um, you know, MAPA, I thought, oh, I'm going to make a soap line and I'm going to just start it from the house. It's not like that. So they have a, a roadmap of what you do. Sure. I worked in corporate and what uh, I've always wanted my own business. So working in corporate, I've worked with franchisees. So I said, if I can do it for corporate, I can do it for myself. Absolutely. Um, I had uh, opportunities to actually remain with some of the companies I worked for. Uh, I worked for McDonald's Corporation. When I was a corporate, I worked for Burger King Corporation. I was in the QSR industry. Wow. And so I did have some offers. Um, I didn't, I, I kind of wanted it when I did my entrepreneurship to have the opportunity to have somewhat control of your life. You know, when you're doing food and you're doing those kind of brands, right. you're like, you almost locked down 24 seven, right. you know? So I looked for something that I, I felt like I could do that. I could also have a quality of life. And I researched the top 10 at that point, UPS was one of the top 10. I spent time with maybe two or three franchisees that was already in a business, you know, and I told them, you know, I don't want to hear all the good stuff. I want to hear the, you know, some of the challenges that you have. Right. You know, I want to know the full story before this is something that I commit to. And it turned out that I said, you know what, I can do this. And the biggest thing is that I don't open on Sundays, you know, because um, yeah. I was wanting to go to church and everything. So I said, if I had a, a food place, you got to open, you know, right. definitely McDonald's or something like that. Sure. But that's how I wound up there. It's like, you know, I, I worked in corporate. I learned what I needed to learn. And I prepared myself to move on to do my own thing. Yeah, that's that's really cool. I mean, corporate is like a launch pad, you know, for for most of us because you really it's not really designed for you to be a uh, been corporate America for thirty and forty years. It's just not designed that way. Yeah. You have your you have your people that do, but you know, yeah, um, but I mean, but... yeah, it's true. <laughs> It's true, but it's you not think for about everybody. It. No, no, you work thirty. Some people I've known thirty, forty years. And then mm -hmm. they tap you on your shoulder one day and say, hey, you know, today's your last day. Like, what? They don't have a plan. You know, and exactly. the fact that you have a, you had that launch pad and then you have a plan on top of that, which is even better. I mean, it's just incredible because I'm learning more and more. I have to go check myself after this interview. I could tell you that right now. <laughs> you, you an entrepreneur. You're doing it too as well. I'm, I'm, so I'm, there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not as close to T as this, but we're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, <laughs> now, what's your take on corporate America versus um, an entrepreneur? Like, because you've worked in both. You, 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 you're an yeah. entrepreneur now, right now, but you have worked in corporate America, and um, mm -hmm. you know both sides. So, how, what's your take on it? And what do you give? What kind of advice could you give to somebody that's looking to become an entrepreneur, but they're in corporate America and they're afraid to take that jump? I would say, you know, just from the whole overall thing, is that um, everything is a learning learning piece or a learning pad, like you right. mentioned. Uh, so everything while you're in corporate, learn it, take it, you know, you, you're going to have great experiences and you're going to have, you know, some not so great experiences. All of those help to shape you, build you and make you stronger, you know, to, you know, build your character when you do step out on your own, you right. know, you gotta have, you know, uh, being an entrepreneur and you, you, I'm sure, you know, it is a risk, you know, so as much as you can pad up under you as far as saving, putting finances, you know, because at some point, you know, when you leave corporate, you don't have that pad of they're giving you stocks and your 401k and everything. You are the man, the woman, whomever, you know, as far as your medical, all of that is, you know, the great things about corporate because you do have that pad, you do right. have that security. But when you step out on your own, 
once again, you have to be able to, you know, uh, make sure that all those things that is a necessity for your family, that you can provide those things, you know, or if you are in my case, you know, with uh, like, just take, for instance, insurance, um, I happen to have, you know, a husband at work still works in corporate or work in a a corporation. So the good thing for me, I'm, I'm on his insurance, you know, so, but if you don't have that pad, you have to figure all of that out, you know, so have a plan, lay it out and just lay out all of the parts and then just know what you're going to do about it. You need a pad, you know, uh, I would say, I would say anywhere from three to six months, you know, that if should something happen, COVID happened and knocked people totally off their feet, you know, the ones that were prepared, they've been able to survive. And the ones that, didn't prepare for a rainy day, you know, uh, you know, you hate to say it, but, you know, God forbid that they had to, you know, like try to figure it out, you know? So the more you plan and the more organized that you are and everything that you can learn and take from corporate, because that money that you are stacking in corporate, that helps to still, you take that with you. you So that's part of your pad as well. So it's pros and cons, but the biggest thing would, uh, uh, corporate versus an entrepreneur, I said that you're your own boss. Everything (laughs) stops with you. That's right. Good, bad, or indifferent. <laughs> That's true. I mean, you, you're absolutely right. And I think a lot of people, what they don't do is step out on faith. You have to have faith in yourself. And God wants everybody to have some sort of faith. Listen, if you believe in yourself, I'll believe in you. But a lot of people don't believe in themselves. And they're, they're, they're stuck into that rut of, you know what? I'm going to work for this company and I'm going to be here 20 years. And like, like how it used to be back in the days. But that doesn't exist anymore. You know, everything, right, everything moves so fast and everything is flying by and, and people are caught up into whatever kind of money that they thought they saved with these companies. But actually, you can save even more money if you just step out on your own. You know, absolutely. Got to have the right mindset. Absolutely. Got to yes, have the right mindset. Have like like you, you got to have the right mindset. Yeah, yeah. You have to believe in yourself. You yes. have to. I talk about all that self-love, everything, and I'm sure we'll get into that. Oh, but, boy, um, we're going to get into that. You have to Man. love yourself first and you have to, you know, just you have to cover yourself first and you have to believe in yourself first. No one is going to believe in you more than you're going to believe into yourself. Except I say God, but outside of that, you got to have it for yourself. When people, when you're not, when someone else, you can't look to someone else for your motivation. Right. If you got to be able to crank that up yourself. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. You are absolutely right. I mean, it's, it's, it's mind blown, mind blown. That's all I could tell you. But everybody doesn't have that. They have to get there, you know, and that's uh, with your organization, helping people that have um, the education, but they Mm -hmm. don't have the knowledge of getting to the next phase. Like, what am I going to do when I get out of school? You know, you went to school, you got your bachelor's, you got your master's. I know people that have PhDs and they still don't know what they want to do. So you gotta, you gotta have a, like some kind of concrete foundation of what it is that you want to do. It may not be an entrepreneur, but I think in my opinion, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think that is the way to go for most people because you really have control of your your own destiny. Is what it mm-hmm. boils down to. Because if, what if a company goes out of business? Companies have been known to go out of business. And what happens? They give you a package and they tell you, have a nice day. So you're sitting there twiddling your fingers trying to figure out what's going on, what just happened, because we get stuck in a rut. So I'm glad you're, um, you're helping people get out of that, um, that mindset, which is really cool. Yeah, you know, it's, it's uh, they go out of business. Sometimes you don't get a package, you know, <laughs> depending on where you are. You know, so that, that's even rougher. Tomorrow's you know? your last uh, day. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I've had a couple friends that happened to, you know, so, mm-hmm. you know, let's yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah, well, I got to talk about this wonderful book. Uh, it's called The Woman Tells, and I'm going to hold it up so everybody can see, but it's going to be on your, on your um, podcast, 
all of your information, but I, I don't even know where to start, man, because this this book is deep. I don't I don't even know where you were when you wrote this book, but uh, um, <laughs> I, I don't. I'm trying to figure out where do I start. Uh, the tale of romance, the woman tells. Okay, so rom- romantic relationship issues. The world, I want to ask you about the world of love between people of color. Deep. Yeah. What am I saying about that? Should I get my hat here? It's no magic or anything like that, but I, I'll just say this right. is that okay. I don't take anything from other races. I always throw that disclaimer out there because I don't want nobody calling me up. What did you say? You're gonna, you know, I'm like, okay, no, right. I didn't mean it like that. Right, right. You know, um, <laughs> it's just that we, I think that we are just such creative, talented just can can endure you know pressure whatever yes and when you get two of those people put together and 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 those two beings coming together and and multiplying that by two you know that's that's dynamic and you know just the things that we've been through with our ancestral lineage just you know um and i i feel like if you the more that you have in common the more things that you have likeness with, with your upbringing, you know, you know, your background, your, you know, parents, just from your cooking, your, you know, just a whole lot of things that sure. the more you have in common, it makes the relationship easier to deal with or be in or whatever else you have that common ground. The more I feel that you have to learn and, and overcome and everything like that, that puts a lot additional pressure, let alone the everyday pressures that come with just being in a relationship, just you and him or whomever, mm-hmm. um, getting to know each other. Sure, Don't let sure. outside stuff come in as well. So, and I think that as, um, when I talk about black love, I just think that we are strong people and we are able to endure, uh, a lot of pressure and endure more, uh, more things. That's Absolutely. Just what I I'm totally, saying. totally <laughs> <laughs> listen. I, I can't, I got so many questions. You already know I'm going to ask you, but I, I don't know, man. It's it's deep when you say that because um, some people have a different type of foundation. They don't have, like you and I, how we grew up. Um, you know, you're from Chicago. I'm from Brooklyn. And um, we were cut from a different cloth. I use this analogy. If you ever play pool, they have uh, two types of cloth on a pool table. They have um, felt cloth, which is the regular cloth. And then yeah. they have Simona's cloth, which is what the professionals use. So you have to be able to play your game a lot differently from a felt cloth versus a um, Simona's cloth. Your game, the ball rolls differently. And it's kind of the analogy that I use with life. Everything yeah. is different. Yeah. And just because somebody's cut from a different cloth, that doesn't mean that they can't meet somebody of their equal down the road. But it's a tough call when, you, when you're starting out kind of crazy. You, you know what I mean? It's, it's exactly. tough. It's exactly. Tough. And black love is a, is, a, is a beautiful thing, like you said. <laughs> It's a beautiful thing. It really is. So now I got to ask you about, uh, I got so many things to ask you, man. We're going to be, we're going to be here for a while. So I hope you got <laughs> Go some right coffee. Ahead. Look, I hope you got some coffee. I got some coffee. Right. sitting right there. <laughs> so I got to ask you about, um, black love is based on several principles. And I thought that was pretty deep. I think it was respect, honor, loyalty, support, and a few others. Can you explain um, the black love is based on several principles that people may or may not know about, and they may know about it, but they just hadn't heard it before. Okay. So, yeah, I just talk about, and I use these, uh, I talk about it as, you know, what is built on the principles. Also, I just say that love languages, I call them my love languages as well, you know, and I think that any relationship that you, um, you're in, mm-hmm. there are just certain things that have to be part of that relationship in order for it to get off the ground for function or whatever else. Mm-hmm. And I talk about support, you know, 
uh, who wants a mate that don't support them? Is, is you're doing something and, and and they're pulling one way and you're going another? Right. Right there is you know dissension and and, and problems you know come about. So you know support is very big. Right. Uh, just that respect level. You know just you know honoring me. You know and and doing things that you know that you know when we first got together that willed me in, you know, when you get down the line, you know, don't stop right. those things. It may not be, yeah, the smoke screen, <laughs> right, you know, right. everybody's on their best behavior in the beginning, but when, you know, the lights go out and, and everyone go home and it's just us, you know, what are we doing to accommodate and still keep that love and that, that, um, you know, that intimacy flowing. Sure. Um, sure. I talk about cold and cold. What I mean by that is just the things that are, you can't see, they're unsaid, but you know there are things that you shouldn't do right. that could compromise the relationship. So, you know, don't break the code, the principles. And that that's just the rules, the morals, um, your standards that you've set for your your relationship. You right. know, so, it, well, it, you know, it's just things that trust. Let me <laughs> I know add, you got something to throw in there, man, too. <laughs> you, you have no idea. Look, my, my, my pen is burning. My fingertips are burning. <laughs> Do you think, uh, and what you said is exactly right, but do you think most people, they just don't know? And why do women settle? Why do women settle for just anything? Why Why is that? I, I don't get that. I mean, I know, but I just want you to answer that. Um, afraid of being alone. Mm-hmm. Afraid of, you know, um, society has set this thing, oh, you ain't married or you ain't got a husband by 25 or something wrong with you. You know, it's, right. and maybe it's not so prevalent today because the millennials they taking it a whole nother way you know but there's <laughs> <laughs> a whole nother like That's set right. of rules going on that, out there but right. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i think people are afraid to be alone and you know rather than not have someone you'll just accept what they're they're bringing to you but i that's when i go back to need to learn how to love yourself. You need right. to learn how first to make yourself happy. You need to know what are your likes, your dislikes, your deal breakers and everything else. Learn yourself. And then when you come to the table, you know, it, it, you should be communicating with someone that you're seeing from stage one all the way to the altar. If you should, you get married, right. you know, they should know who you are, you know, not this, you know, made up person that you think that they like, you know, just, you know, be yourself. And, and that, you know, takes away getting down the line and he's like, well, you didn't used to do this or this wasn't you, you know. Uh, I just think that people are afraid to be alone and, and people got to learn how to love themselves and do things to entertain themselves. And then I think that you're more uh, a whole and genuine person to be with someone. You know, you're bringing, you know, that a good person to the person you're trying to get because you know who you are. Totally agree. George Benson said it best. Um, <laughs> learning to love yourself is the greatest love of all. And that's what Absolutely. we as people need to do, uh, regardless of your um, complexion. But I, I just, I totally agree with that. <laughs> now I got to ask you, um, there's a couple of chapters that I want to touch on. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kind of like, wow, this is deep. Um, chapter three, you talk about continued sinful bliss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what did you read? <laughs> ain't okay, enough so. time in the day to talk about what I read because I, I mean, my interpretation of it was really deep. I'm like, whoa! Like I'm telling you, I got the book. It's right here. It's it's right. Here. And I'm telling you, everybody, it's a great book. Great, great book. But please, let me start here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, after each chapter, there is a quote. You see the quotes that are behind each sure. chapter, and it's kind of like basically kind of 
I, I was trying to summarize it in a quote or what you might get out of it. Here's where it is. And one of the quotes that I do um, in the book, and I want to say this one is in chapter two, I talk about watering a plant. Uh, relationships, and I've, I've talked about this on a lot of uh, my interviews. Right. Relationships, I think that you need to try looking at it as if it's a plant. You have all different kind of plants and they require different things, you know, plant food. Some require a lot of water. Some require a, uh, a medium form of water. And then some don't require a whole lot of water, maybe a cactus. And I do right. mention a cactus. Mm-hmm. However, at some point, whatever kind of plant it is, it, it requires some watering. And if you figure out your relationship, first figure out yourself, what right. do you need? Because you need to know how you need to be watered. Do I want you watering me every day? Meaning, you know, I want you up under me 24 hours a day, you know, doing this with me or whatever else. Or am I one that, you know, hey, you got your space going on out with the boys. I got this here. I got my book, my candle, my, my wine. Right. I'm good, you know. Or, you know, hey, you know, you someone that travels, I'm, gl- I'm good with that. Get on a plane and come back in a month, you know. <laughs> Dep- <laughs> Depending on who you are, you need to figure out what kind of plant you are. Sure, and then sure. you need to figure out, you know, what kind of plant your partner is. And mm-hmm. I think that that makes for, you know, being able to accommodate and, and make sure that you're giving the relationship what it needs. Right. And that's one of the quotes that I do. But as far as the sinful bliss is that, you know, it was two. It's, it's a couple that I'm talking about in the book. They run into issues and mm-hmm. they decide to bring in additional people in the marriage. As you can read, he brings in a mistress and she brings in a paramour. The paramour is nothing but a French term for a male mistress. And so, <laughs> so you got yours. Okay, let's I got even mine, this right? field. I'm bringing man in too, you know. And as you can see, doing all of that, how, it, you know, as you read the book and you may not have read it all or you may have read it all, you know, doing all of that, all that does is just, you know, take the relationship, it breaks up, yeah. you know, it could possibly stand the the you know, test of time, but you know, everybody is accountable for what happens, no right. matter the outcome, right. whether you, you bring something to it or you feel like I didn't say anything, I didn't do anything. Well, maybe by you not doing anything, you did do something. You didn't do anything, so he went the things that he wanted done, he got it from somewhere else. Absolutely. You know, so yeah. everybody contributes to, you know, the outcome of the relationship. So I like that. I like that. Now, now I got, I got, I got three more things. One is uh, chapter five when you spoke about rude awakening. Mm-hmm. Deep. Okay, rude awakening. That's merely uh, talking about the husband. You know, he, um, he's, you know, telling his side of the story sure. there, and and, and, and you know, like uh, he he met her and she was beautiful and she's this, she's that. You know, um, she, you know, was cooking a seven course meal and you know. Having on a Harvey Lejay. I'm just making up stuff. <laughs> right, right, right. When he met, you know, always together doing this. And then he comes home and, and all of a sudden you're not doing any of that. There's nothing on the, on the table. He had been used to you cooking every day. You know, all of this takes a toll on the, uh, on a relationship. Right. Whatever you started out doing, not saying that you just got to do it every day, all day, whatever else. But don't forget right. what it how the relationship came together, at some point you need to be trying to figure out, you know, what it is that I need to keep going, you know, figuring exactly. out some things to keep the spice in there. And his point of view was that, you know what, you, I, I went outside because you just stopped doing everything totally what I'd like for you to do. You know, I need to be watered too. She wasn't watering her man. Mm. <laughs> well, she done changed her spice rack. That's probably what happened. <laughs> and he don't like the spices That's that right. she changed too. <laughs> Incredible. Yes. Um, all right. So chapter eight, you talk about um, about the other woman 
I'm not a home wrecker. Opportunist, maybe. Deep. Okay. Another one, deep. Book is deep, everybody. I'm telling you, it's deep. It's deep, man. Okay, so here's what my thought was when I wrote this book. Mm-hmm. Everybody, when you think of a mistress or whatever, you know, oh, she's just a homeworker or, you know, whatever, she's just this. But you never take the time to really, okay, so why is this person like this? What's going on with that person in general? Right. So each character in my book, I allow them to tell their own story. They're telling, you know, like the husband in chapter five, he's like, right. you know, hey, you expect for me to do this and you're saying all this that I'm out. But hey, when I met you, you were doing this, 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 this. Right. The, wi- the wife is, is that, you know, you don't take me to any dinner anymore. You take me for granted. So I can go get it over here. So everybody's telling their side of the story. Right. Back to chapter eight mm-hmm. is uh, she, the, the way I tell that portion, I want to give away anything is that she tells her, she, it goes into her life. Okay. So mm-hmm. it's just uh, with chapter eight, mm-hmm. she's uh, telling her side of the story. She had some things to happen in her life. Right that made her bitter. You know, she, she actually experienced someone, um, her husband, her husband was cheating on her and went outside of the marriage. And, you know, it's a whole big storyline there that (laughs) happens and she's bitter and she, you know, takes on this attitude that, you know, Hey, um, you know, no one cares about me. So why should I care about anybody? And so she takes on the personality. I'm just going to do whatever I want to do that'll make me happy. And so that's where she is. Got it. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I got it. Now you have, uh, there's something also I wanted to, I wanted to touch bases on. Have you been watering my man properly? Perhaps you can make him grow. That's what you referenced to earlier, which was um, pretty, pretty, that's, that's a pretty deep analogy. <laughs> that's a really deep analogy. It really is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Basically, that is kind of a reverse psychology type of a quote, meaning that have you been helping my man to grow, meaning that, okay, I know you've been with my man, you know, whatever you're doing, uh, whatever, hopefully, whatever you're doing with him, he's going to realize that what he has home is is better than what he's out there doing. And so the growth would be that he would come to a realization that why am I even doing this when I have this here? So it's kind of a twisted kind of a. It makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. I'm telling you. It kind makes of a reverse a, That's right. That's right. You're saying, of, uh, listen, don't be trying to flip on me. I know I know what time of day it is. <laughs> that's really cool, though. So, you know, I have to ask you, um, what's next for Carla Davis what's Luster? Next? Yeah, I got to tell me what's going on next. What, what you got going on? Well, I will say, once again, um, the book, uh, I really hope that it could possibly become a movie or become mm-hmm. some type of a series or its own podcast or something. Sure. Um, I am uh, planning to write sequels, okay. meaning that I'm going to probably give each one of the characters that's in, you know, the first book, their own book, and then bring them back together in like right. maybe a final, like just write a whole series. So that's uh, pretty much next as far as the woman tells. Mm-hmm. And on the website, uh, www.thewomantales.com. Okay. If you go out there, I have a 30 second movie clip that I shot uh, as part of a promotional to promote the book. Nice. And it kind of gives you a, a gist of, okay, what type of movie and what it's going to do. <laughs> that's, a, that's genius. It's genius. Yeah. yeah thank wow. You. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I can tell you right now, it is a podcast. It's definitely a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. So um, you got so much stuff going on. You got the book out. Um, I'm sure, as you just mentioned, you're going to be writing because you, you took the words out of my mouth. I know you're going to be working on something else because your work is incredible. I love Thank the book. You. I love the cover of the book. Um, 
It's deep. That's all I can tell you. It's a deep book, man. So you guys got to go you. out there, pick it up. Um, you can pick it up, I guess, on Amazon and BarnesandNobles.com and all the streaming places where you can order this book. Is that right? Yes, yes. You can okay. get it at www.thewomantales. And tales is T-E-L-L-S. I had friends typing in T-A-I-L-S. I'm like, no, it's T-E-L-L-S. <laughs> right, right. <You> know? <laughs> So uh, you can get it there. And okay. right now we're doing a, um, my uh, publicist and, and the company that like is, you know, doing my PR, sure. we have a promotion running because Mother's Day is coming up and we want to honor ah. mothers. We put, everything is discounted, like really, really awesome. You can get uh, an ebook for five ninety nine. The uh, original paperback is like twenty four ninety nine, but it's discounted to seventeen ninety nine. So oh. a lot of discounts and stuff out there. So, nice. and it's only on my website, you'll get to see, the 30 second movie clip. I do have a uh, sneak peek uh, free download out there that'll give you an overview. So it's okay. a lot. So I, I want to send you to my website once again, www.thewomantales.com. And that just remembering the woman tales is uh, where you can follow me at on Facebook, IG, Twitter, everything. Just remember the woman tales and you will find Carla. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Listen, it was a pleasure. I mean, uh, it was really a pleasure having you on. I, I'm, I'm, you. I'm really, really, uh, I'm moved by the book, by the way. I'm really moved Thank by you. it. And I Thank think you. most people, if not all, need to um, to read this book and really learn about themselves and learn about the situation that they're currently involved in. And this will definitely help you out because I'm telling you, this, this is, this is, I, I'm going to show the back. Look, I'm going to show the back and the front. There we go. There's the front and I'm going to show the back. And it was, it's just that good. So, uh, Carla from Chi-Town, I mean, I, I appreciate you coming on. Carla Davis-Luster, give it up. You know, she's been incredible. And I hope that you come back when you have your next book. Absolutely. I, I wouldn't, uh, I, I have to be here. Perfect. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> My pleasure. Hold on one second, okay? Okay, All thank right. you. Uh-huh. <laughs>